Have you been a victim of a scalper and now you wander lost in the wild and fear that the toys you're hunting for will forever be out of your reach? Well, my fellow toy junkies, fear not. I have the answer. Well, actually, I don't, but these toy store owners do. Find them with me, Bevan, at a toy store near you, the podcast. What up, everyone? This is Bevan, and welcome to a Toy Store Near You podcast, the companion podcast to the Prime Show, A Toy Store Near You. Today, I'm talking to Totally Rad Toy House in Nashville, Tennessee. Matthew and LJ are on the mic, and I'm excited to talk 90s toys, because guess what, guys? Guess what? Guess what? They specialize in 90s toys, and I'm a 90s kid. I'm so excited. But wait, I didn't see any Power Rangers in their episode. What's up with that? Let's go find out, shall we? Hi. Hi. Guys, I'm so excited to talk to you. I watched your episode and I was like, oh, they have 90s toys. Hooray. Yeah, we try to have a little bit of everything. Yes, I did see that. And you also have modern toys too. Yes. Correct. That's a that's somewhat of a first. Other toy stores do have modern toys, but they don't advertise that they specialize in 90s toys. And I'm like, yo, let's be friends. Well, the, the modern toys are they're harder to make a profit on, honestly. There's not much profit on newer stuff. So we're pretty selective on that stuff. It's more just to get like the customers who who are having hard times finding that stuff at Target and Walmart, like making sure they can get it from us. What, like the um, the Legends and uh, the Black Series or something like that? The Star Wars Black Series? Is that kind of the toys you're talking about? Oh, yeah. that The, the new He-Man stuff that's out. That's cool. Like, if you probably saw in our episode, we're very anti-scalper. So we, we do everything we can to try to help our customers not have to stress when collecting toys. You know, guys, I was actually in Nashville during the pandemic for a short period of time. And I'm so bummed I didn't see your store. Were you guys open around that time? I mean, we may have been closed. It was around the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, we were, we we opened in September of 2019. Uh huh. So we opened right before the pandemic. So we did have to close like everyone else for two months. And you know, we we were transitioning to the new space late 2020. So we were here. We just we were still young pups at that point. Okay, so I was in Nashville. Uh, it was on the way back because I had, like all New Yorkers, I had fled and gone to Florida. So I was in Florida for three months around May. So I, I came back up around August. So I was I stopped in Nashville in August of 2020. Yeah, we were open. You just may have missed us. Yeah, I missed you guys. We actually left. We went to uh, New York Toy Fair that year. Yep in new york we had just left and they turned the jazz center into the hospitals and so it was pretty crazy yeah that is crazy and i the toy fair didn't happen this year because i know a lot of the toy owners were like oh we could have met you and no yeah <laughs> that was our first toy fair and so far our, our last only, our, our only, only one right now so far has happened again so well we'll have to make like a toy store new you uh reunion party when everyone can come to toy fair again next year because it will happen next year i'm going to be optimistic and put that out in the force yeah that's an awesome idea that is a good idea thank you we've, we've met a couple of the, the other store, store owners and stuff from the show and stuff and that's been pretty awesome that's really cool yeah no i think i've i've spoken to a lot of them on how like because of the show 
they've traveled to the other stores be like i'm on the show too it's so great let me buy a toy from you yeah <laughs> yeah we, we, we were friends with a couple of them before but like when we had covid we'd actually gotten it and shut down and then the guys from thirteen thirteen mockingbird lane actually reached out to us and gave us some advice and stuff and we thought that was really awesome yeah that's so cool. Uh, so let's get into your episode, shall we? Uh, I would love to know the backstory. How did you get involved? Let's start with that question. Well, I've always done like toys and stuff on eBay, just as a like, side hustle, basically. At one point, I was like, man, we would travel to all these toy stores in other states, like Chicago, for instance. We go to Chicago every year, and they have like five or six awesome toy stores. We they come back to Nashville, and I'm like, I've lived here my whole life. Why don't we have a toy store? So... I was finally just pitched the idea to her and I was like, let's just save up inventory for a couple of years and just with the intention of opening a toy store. So the right spot opened up and we had enough stuff and everything kind of lined up and it just happened. That's awesome. And how did you come up with the title? Totally rad. It sounds very nineties to me and I love it. That's kind of what we wanted. I wanted it to be a place you could, uh, we sit, we sat around and threw around a bunch of names. We didn't want it to be like, Matthew's toy story, you know, because there's a lot of like just people using their first names. I want it to be a place that like you would like you like you said, like you say this totally rad toy house, but everybody goes it says, Hey, let's go down to totally rad. So it's like it's something you can easily say and it it just sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I think we just totally rad just was just like, I mean, we kind of threw around like what's growing up what was the thing that you said when something was just super super awesome and we were just like i mean you'd be like that's totally rad plus you know it's so nostalgic um i remember where, where toy house came from it was a combination of he used to have a dream about a house filled with toys um and then peewee's playhouse so one night we were just throwing ideas back and forth and i was like let's just go up a toy house because we didn't want to just be toys um, I believe we looked and there was already a totally rad toys somewhere. Um, so we went with toy house and then added collectibles. You know, it's not our actual name, but. And our original plan was to renovate an old house yeah. and turn it into a toy house. But the uh, housing market went insane in Nashville. So that wasn't going to happen. One day. One day, maybe. I mean, but you guys, I love the story of you guys kind of expanding and taking over the cafe. And did you guys expand or did you just move next door? Uh, we, we moved next door. Um, we kept the other, the old shop is our office and back stock. And nice. so we had to keep both places because the, the uh, landlord owned both places. So he was cool with us doing both. So we hated the cat cafe had to leave. They were really nice people, but they just didn't, they had a lot going on. <laughs> but these, these old buildings, there's no like back room. So it, it worked out that we kept this, you know, 975 square foot space to use like kind of as a right, right next door back room. Cause we, we were doing it offsite and that became sort of a headache, you know, going five minutes away to bring everything back yeah. and stuff. So it sort of worked out, even though, you know, we were taking up a whole spot just for our stuff, but it works. Hey, man, and I have to applaud you guys being self-funded and running your own business. Uh, I come from a family where they also run their own businesses, too. So it's like I respect it's a lot of work and it's, a you know, it's, as you said in the episode, um, it's all about, you know, it's much more rewarding because you understand the dynamics of running. It's a 360 view of running a business. It's great. And nobody, nobody gets to tell us how to run it. Like, yeah. No dude comes in our shop and goes, I think this needs to be set here and you need to do this. Like it's all 
people i think people uh resonate with that like they know like so many people come in and just love just to talk to us and it's like they almost feel like family now like it's just it's strange it's cool it's awesome but it's something i never thought would actually happen i don't know yeah i never walked into a toy store and like felt like the way i feel with our customers oh yeah on the on the business front of that we learned a lot by doing it that way and we we have couple other couples come in all the time and and say we want to do this in our state or whatever and i just have a list of things like do this in this order trust me it's a learning process and there's a lot that can help you before you just throw everything you own into this business oh yeah no i understand and i feel you um so that's fantastic and you guys the fact that you guys were able to stay open during the pandemic i mean you closed but you were able to still thrive during the pandemic. I'm wondering, how did your uh, digital storefront change, if at all, since 2020? Um, actually, the digital side of it just just started. Yeah, we we didn't sell online until this this month. Oh, wow. Cool. We did, we, we did some eBay, but it was mostly for like our kind of stuff that wouldn't be in the shop, like parts, pieces, and junk kind of stuff. We wouldn't like just put in the shop. So, um, but we've gotten to the point now where it's like we have to kind of expand a little bit. So, just this past month, we started our, our web store and stuff. So it, it's actually just started. When when the when we did close for the pandemic, we did revert back to eBay. Um, and at that time, he still had his part time job. Yeah. So it, that kind of helped, and we did do a little bit of crowdfunding for I think one of one month of rent um, at that time. And shout out to the people who helped us. With yeah. That. that was a lot of people came through and like just donated to us. Especially my mom. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, no, and that's and that's really spectacular because I know that that's one of the missions behind this show is to highlight mom and pop toy stores and make sure that they thrive and make sure that they recover. And so that's fantastic that you guys are still kicking it. Yep. We, we've had um, there's a guy down the street from us. He's been here 20 years, um, Bonalux. And he came in early 2021 and he said, you made it. You made it through that you can do anything. And I was like, thank you for that. <laughs> Cause it doesn't feel like that some days, but then the day you're just like, yeah, we got this. That's awesome. So let's talk about how you got involved with a, a toy store near you. So how did you guys hear about it? Did one of your toy store owner friends say like, Hey, do this. Or did you see like a listing? How did that happen? Do you remember? It was, was? It was Jacob Rougemont. Mm-hmm. He does a, uh, he works, I think he does like some writing for stuff for Marvel and stuff. And he's Somebody I've known for a long time, um, but he, I guess he knows uh, Mark Bellamo, and he was like, hey, they're doing this TV show. You guys should totally ask him about that. And so he asked, and then you guys reached out to us, and yeah, pretty much went from there. And when did you shoot your episode? Well, well, that's that. That's the one thing. If you notice in the in the episode, our hair, my hair, our hair changes a lot. Yeah. Uh, the store changes a lot because yep. uh, we started. A lot changes a lot. Yeah, we started <laughs> filming before the yeah. pandemic. I want to say it was in May of 2020 we started filming and then and then <laughs> we picked back up in late 2021 we were like hey do you still want us involved in this and they were like yeah so that I think in our episode that was one of the things I did say like our appearances may have changed and our store is completely different. That's because we've been filming this for over a year before we even, because on season four. So yeah, we started those first bits when I had bangs and he had really short hair was in 20 uh, May of 2020. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely noticed that. And that has been a common occurrence with the later seasons of they started something and then they had to go back and do pickups or reshoot a bunch of things. Um, did you guys use camera equipment? Did you use iPhones? What was the shooting process like for you? Yeah, we use we use camera equipment. We actually came from a background of uh, I went to college for for filmography, and we used to if we used to film weddings, uh, short short films, music videos, and things like that for a living. So, so yeah, we used a, a Canon uh, C one hundred and our microphones and all that. So that's awesome. What kind of music videos did you guys uh, shoot? Used to shoot I've shot a little bit of everything. I've, I've done from death metal to country music. So. <laughs> I've just noticed a theme with toy store owners. They sent, they tend to like rock music or somebody is in a band, you know, or well, he, I, he was in a band. I used to be in a band a long time ago. <laughs> I, I gave that up a long time ago. I knew it. I knew if I said something, one of you would have to admit to me, you were in a band. I, I mean, I may have been in a band in my teenage years, but it wasn't like he toured and stuff like that. I never did any of that. Okay, Matthew, I need to hear all the details. What was the name of the band? What'd you play? Did you sing? Oh, man, you don't want to hear all that. It's just, it's yes, awful. <laughs> yes, I do. It's a, it, was, it was a band called 20 Saw You Die, and it was, you played guitar. I played guitar, and it was just a bunch of screaming and yapping, and us just banging on stuff. Wait, were you banging on a trash can, drumming on a street <laughs> light? No, no, it didn't. That probably sounded better than what we were doing. <laughs> Honestly, we were pretty young, young and angry. <laughs> Aren't all teenagers young and angry? Um, I also love your little meat cute that you guys talked about. That was very, that was very adorable as well. When you guys reached it, was it a He-Man figurine that you guys were like reaching for? It was a He-Man slime pit in the box. Okay. Um, and it, it is partly a true story, but we, we went to the estate sale together. We were already friends at that point. And we just, we didn't really aim to make the episode anything about like our relationship as far as you know our partnership and friendship uh-huh. um, but then they asked us that and I was like I can't I mean we met through my sister it's pretty boring so I was like let's I'm gonna take a spin on this and just I didn't tell him what I was gonna say I was just like just let me go and just react and <laughs> that was all a, a real moment <laughs> that was funny because I was like wait did I I, ca- I didn't I didn't um really catch that uh, it was just that you met through your sister or that did you go to the date with your sister? So that was the part that I was like, wait, I have to ask them to clarify this. Like, was the sister there? And it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's just you met through the sister. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, I also love that you guys had, um, what was it? You have a seat where it's like, it's like a, it's like a, bun- a butt sitter for like 15 minutes, the designated like butt sitter area of your store. Is that still there? Yeah, it is still there. I created that because there's been times as much as I love going to toy stores and picking and stuff, there's been times like I wish there was somewhere I could just go sit as he's on his third hour. And so when we were making it, one of our friends brought their mom in or something. And I, I went and got her a chair and then I found that bench and I was like, I'm going to turn this into butt parking and it gets used by moms, by wives, by kids that are just waiting for their dad. Um, so it's, it's a, a loved item in the store. Are you saying it's never the dad that sits on that butt parking? It's, it's rare that there's yeah, it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. 
So let's talk about a little of the toys that I saw or did not see. Because when you guys said we have 90s toys, I was like, where's the Power Rangers section? Where is my Mighty Morphin Power Rangers section, guys? Do you guys have one? Oh, yeah. It's right next to the Ninja Turtles. Dang it. I, I missed it in the episode. I was like, where? I love the Ninja Turtles section, but I guess I missed the Power Rangers section in there. Yeah, they kind of blend in. That We painted that wall specifically with, it has the three colors. Uh-huh. Of the Ninja Turtles. It's, got, it's green with the three turtles colors on that whole wall so then uh it, it blends from ninja turtles to power rangers and then power rangers also blends into just various other 90s toys like big bad beetleborgs and battle vr trolls. troopers and battle trolls other random things like that battle trolls yeah that's cool i love that you guys have the og my little pony too i definitely had those as a kid what's your take on the new design of my little pony do you guys like it do you guys still prefer the og um i like the og I like most things that in their original form. I think some of the new designs of the My Little Pony are, are cute, um, but I do like the, I just like the original, I guess. That's cool. I also love that uh, you guys had ET as one of your options. I was like, oh, that's adorbs. How much ET merchandise do you guys have? Not much right now. Um, when we opened, we there were certain things that we just had a lot of and now mm-hmm. we just don't have it because it never comes back in. That was us. That was us going out, picking things that we wanted in the store. Whereas now we kind of rely on what people bring us. So certain things just never really come in. I don't blame people because I collect ET as well. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, and I love that you guys were talking about community in your episode um and how you guys are looking out for each other's toys what's on the telephone line currently right now for you what are people asking for you to look out for um god gi joe is blown up right now transformers transformers we can't keep transformers ever ever we get we'll get, we get a collection in a days so they'll be gone wow he-man does pretty hit moves pretty fast thundercats doesn't thundercats doesn't move very fast but it doesn't come around very often so like when it sells it's kind of gone for a while and then something will come in, it'll sit for a little bit, and then one person will come buy all of it. We get asked about Voltron stuff. We rarely get Voltron stuff. Yeah, Voltron's um, another one. Um, Jim, I never get any. I've The only Jim stuff that has ever been brought in is like maybe three things. All the Jim stuff we had was stuff that I went and bought specifically for the store, and it, it sold. Last, it didn't last very long. No. That's fascinating that uh, G.I. Joe is selling a lot right now. Is there a reason behind it or is it just? Yeah, they, they've they released that new, uh, there's a six inch line that kind of is in the same scale as like Marvel Edges and stuff. And I, I think it's, it's for one thing, it's gotten, the, the old Joe collectors are actually into it, which is surprising because they're usually pretty, they pretty, want, pretty much want to stick with their 3.75 figures, but they seem to like the new ones. And then it's also gotten collectors like me who wasn't super into G.I. Joe. Like, I'm really into them because I think they're really good figures. And they, I've always loved the designs and stuff. So, like, it's kind of caused this whole, like, everybody's kind of, like, focusing on G.I. Joe right now. So, like, the some people are going back and refilling their old collections. And, I mean, there's full Joe, Joe, G.I. Joe conventions and stuff right now. So, it's, it's always been kind of a big thing. But just this past two years, I think, it's just, I've watched it go from being, like, pretty sought after to people coming in and, like, wiping us out <laughs> wow i think also i think 2020 triggered something in a lot of people i don't mm-hmm. know if they got to watch more tv um things like uh the toys the toys that made us things like that 
it really brought out people that were they're just like, man, I've never collected like this, or I, you know, or I collected, and now they're just all in. Or suddenly they're like, oh, I remember I had this, and my my mom threw it away. Now I want it again after I saw it on this episode, or they were watching YouTube and watching other people collect. You know, so it's kind of it kind of perfect storm, I guess, of things happening. Yeah, I had a similar experience recently. Um, I watched Turning Red. Have you guys seen Turning Red? No. Yeah, we the did. Pixar we watched, film. Yeah, it's the one with the, the, the girl turns into the panda. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And my it son was, wanted to watch it. So, yeah, we watched it. Yeah. So, we, we, um, I got a little bit of nostalgia because early 2000s, I remember having Tamagotchis. And I, when I saw her have a Tamagotchi, I was like, oh my God, is that a Tamagotchi? <laughs> Have you guys seen any yeah, like those are bad now? I think I've seen some in Walmart the other day. I think I've seen like they had like a yeah, Pokemon one and some other different like licensed Tamagotchis. I mm-hmm. guess they're coming back. We've had a few come in old ones, yeah. Too. Yeah, that's crazy. I was actually gonna ask, have have people come in asking for Tamagotchis because turning red was just highlighting that. Not yet. Not yeah. not since that came out. Um we had a couple of Japanese Tamagotchis because we bought a big lot of just random Japanese stuff and they didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Guess a lot about Furbies. Tons always about Furbies. Furbies creeped me out. I had one Furby and I did not, it did not last long. I was like, mom, take it away. I can't. It's staring at me in the middle of the night. It would turn on randomly. It's creepy. I swear it's haunted. Yeah. I have the, I have the ET Furby. You know, they made the ET one and he works perfect. And the more you mess with him, the smarter he gets. But then I started becoming obsessed with it. Like if I was going to be gone for the day, I would tell Matthew, like, don't forget you have to wake ET up and like do some lessons with them and stuff like that. And I ended up just, I was like, I have to take his batteries out. I have to leave his eyes open. And he's just going to sit on the shelf because it became a thing. Give too much. <laughs> Actually, the thing we get asked about the most, and that's not, that's not buy from us to sell to us is Beanie Babies. Three or four times a week, we will get called about somebody wanting to sell their very expensive collection of Beanie Babies. <laughs> I have to tell people, I have to break people's hearts all the time. Oh, no, that's the running gag in this podcast. It's Funko Pops and Beanie Babies. How do we feel about those two things? And nearly everyone's like, okay, you don't have any special Beanie Babies. I swear you don't have the rare Princess Diana bear. <laughs> yep. All the time, like I said, three or four times a week, we'll get calls. And like, I've got this Beanie Baby. It says it's worth about $5,000 on eBay. I'm like, well, man, sell it on eBay. I don't want it. <laughs> Good luck. Then in Pops, we get we actually get complimented from most of our loyal customers that that we're not very heavy with Pops. We have a small handful, and we, we're pretty picky about what we take in on Pops because they're everywhere, and I just don't want to be a Pop store. We actually have a pop store here, which is awesome for those people who love to collect that stuff. We send them there all the time, but we keep enough just to make a few people happy. And yeah. That's about it. And and when they're loose, some people want them loose and they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, so I don't have to pay the, this expensive price for a box when you have one loose. So. Yeah, no, I have, I think maybe two pops and it's Tom Servo and Crow from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes. <laughs> that's it. Those are the only pops I have. <laughs> we have a handful. Yeah. That's just a couple of things. That we... Certain <laughs> things I can't, you know, they did Jim, they did Rainbow Bright. I was like, I have to have those, that guilty pleasure thing, but. Not quite the He-Man ones. That's my main, I, collect, I mainly collect He-Man stuff. So it's like, I'll collect those, but that's about it. That's about as deep as I'm going. 
Now, Rainbow Bright, I also used to watch uh, Rainbow Bright as a kid. How much uh, Rainbow Bright merchandise do you got in the store right now? Right now, I think I have one Rainbow Bright, and I just got a horse. A horse in. I got a clean. We've had a lot of Rainbow Bright stuff. I had a nice little display with all these colorful sprites and all this, and the day gone. we put it, the day you put it out, somebody came and bought all of it. Yep. Wow. So it does. It does. It's once again, it's one of those things. Some of the stuff we put out, it just doesn't last, and it's we just have to wait for it to come back in, or to find it somewhere. Like it's just it's wild. Yeah. Our, our our turnaround rate's pretty fast. That's pretty awesome. So I'm I'm wondering then because your turnaround rate is so fast, do you guys feel the need to go out and buy things or hunt down for things just to keep the store stocked? Uh, we don't have a lot of time to hunt because we we're spending so much time processing our back stock that we get in. Some, a lot of people do bring us a lot of stuff, but we got to be picky and choosy about what goes out first, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of backhand stuff we have to do too. So we don't get a lot of time to really hunt anymore. That's fair. That's fair. Do you guys um, factor in any new releases coming out at all on how you stock the store? Like for instance, you're, got, you're about to get a Dr. Strange movie and you're about to get an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So I'm wondering, if, do you guys factor any of that in? I do with newer stuff. That's one of the things, like I said, newer toys don't have a high profit margin. So we kind of pick picky and choosy on that. So like the movie stuff, I kind of steer away from because the movie could deter, uh, determine if this stuff's going to sell or not. You know, if, if the movie flops, we're stuck with a ton of figures we can't sell. So I kind of had to, we had to be really picky and choosy on that stuff. So like, if, like the Eternals, I didn't buy any of because I just, nobody was talking about it. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to buy these. So I didn't. And luckily I didn't because everybody, all our stores are clearance them out. Nobody can move them. So we do, we do take into consideration. We kind of watch, listen to our customers and kind of feel them out. And it's like customers come in talking about the Obi-Wan series. Like they're excited for it. I'm like, yeah, maybe we should look and see what merchandise is coming out for that. We'll have some of that stock for when that happens. Or even like nostalgia stuff, like the prequel toys. Do you think they're going to have a bump in sales? Surprisingly, this is another thing like, we we sell like power of the four some prequel figures we sell them for like five dollars a box i don't know why like our store like we move, we move them and i was not something i was ever expecting because i was like this is just filler you know it's just gonna fill space but people bomb i think the star wars the well, star wars bug is, is hot right now too well we also we price to sell we're not a museum so i think it, a lot we get that people all the time come in and say oh your prices it's just we're not we can sit on a toy all day long but at the end of the day we want it in someone's hands yeah so i think when it comes to stuff that like you can go you might go somewhere else and just see a wall something those are the things that are just flying off our shelves because they're they're priced a certain way nice and i think it also helps that we're the only store in nashville too i mean honestly because yeah that we're like the only place people go for that stuff so <laughs> yeah i think i've talked to three stores from chicago when you said that there's like six stores in chicago i was like oh yeah there's stores in chicago <laughs> yeah we've been we we go every day we go to at least two or three different ones in chicago every every time we're there labor day weekend um and last time we went like, there's even more you know the first time i went at the first toy store i, I think that's the first time i ever noticed it. I went many years ago, but I found quite collectibles up there. And I was just like, that's, that's the first time I've ever seen like a nostalgic toy store. And I was like, this is insane. Like somebody who's actually doing this, like with toys, like where's ours? 
and then and we then found just, more and it was just like man like they're actually thriving here so it's got to be something with this you know yeah no absolutely and there's you know i don't think this uh practically could have existed maybe 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. And this is just a new generation of nostalgia that is profitable. And there's an audience Definitely a lot for of, it. A lot of new collectors, a lot of new collectors in the market right now. Um, once again, I think it's the storm of the pandemic, people staying home, kind of reconnecting with things they had when they were younger. And this, so there's a lot of new people just coming in, like wanting to have something from their childhood. Yeah. That's, you know, that's like, you know, because that makes sense during the pandemic, you're wanting, you're longing for another time, any time, but the the current time that you're in, you know, so it makes sense. Well, and all those, all the kids from the eighties are, are reaching close to 42 and maybe it's, it triggers something when you reach that age. I, you know, because a lot of them come in, they're just like, oh, I'm 40, I'm buying toys. And I'm just like, we're man we're all from the 80s like we're all somewhere around 40 right now so you're you're fine <laughs> you're in good company dude yeah we get a lot of them coming in and being like i, I gotta have this for my wife yeah <laughs> like like man tell your wife you could be doing a lot worse like there's so much worse money you could be spending on than some toys and at least you can that's a reinvestment you can at least sell it later <laughs> yeah if your wife hates it that much you can at least make money off of it yeah that's a yeah. true story I literally just bought a collection from a guy whose wife was going to divorce him if he didn't collection. Was she serious? I don't know if she was serious. No, she was serious. She was dead serious. Wow. What collection was it? A mistake, but <laughs> it was a bunch of Marvel Legends and DC figures, but I don't know, man. It was, I feel it was like... a van full. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, I get I get like when you have too much that there's not room in the house. It's like hey, maybe you should buy a warehouse and keep it in like your man cave or something like that. I get that. But divorce? Right, yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know know all the details. I don't know all the details, but I felt bad for him, but I'm like, well, I mean. He was happy it was going to go to a place where it was going to go into, you know, other collectors' hands, though, so. He was happy because I showed him the store and he was like, I like the way the store looks. And he's like, I think it's going to be awesome in your shop. So it's like, that's kind of cool. So at least he was happy with that. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. I got to ask, though, how much Batman do you got? Because I'm a Batman person. So quite a bit right now. I mean, there was a lot from that collection. We're still putting out Batman stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The, the current Batman? Or do we have, like, nostalgia Batman going, too? We have nostalgia. Quite a, quite I don't a bit. think we have any of the new Batman stuff. Yeah, we didn't do any of that We yet. didn't do any of that. Um, just old Batman like, stuff. Like the, uh, like the DC Universe classics and stuff like that. Nice. Nice. How about animated series Batman? We have a handful. Um, that's another one that kind of comes and goes really fast. A lot of people looking for that stuff. Yeah, because that was, what, 20, 30? No, 25 years ago? Oh. Yeah, and that cartoon still holds up. So I think that's one of the things people go back and watch it, and they're like, man, this is such a cartoon. I need something from that. It's true. It's true. I always like to have this conversation with toy store owners, especially if they specialize in vintage toys. It's like, well... 
what do you classify as vintage? Because technically the 90s were 30 years ago now. Is that considered vintage? Mm -hmm. I would consider that a vintage at this yeah, point. Yeah, at this point. Because uh, it definitely has a style to itself too. So that thing that, that talks about another time period, like it's, it speaks to another time. So that, ha that has to like, that has to be vintage, right? Like it's- Well, just like a lot of, we Nashville's booming with, vintage clothing stores and they're pretty much all 90s clothes like crisscross of hyper colored clothing all from the 90s it's you see it a lot now but they're vintage yeah there's always that joke that my mom has she's like i should have just kept my clothes from high school because it's all back in fashion again <laughs> pretty much we hear that too about the like oh, i should have kept all this when i was a kid I should keep it all in the box, but I'm always like, man, like if you keep it in the box, you wouldn't have the memories, you know, like, yeah, it wouldn't mean nothing to you. It'd just be a thing on a, on a shelf. Like the reason we love all this stuff is because we, we went out in our yards and beat them up and played with them and stuff. Like, yeah, so it's true. I mean, I didn't beat up my beanie babies, but I was more about like, <laughs> I mean, the beanie babies were more about like, oh, they're cute. And I want the princess die bear. And then my heart was broken because I thought I got one of the rare bears and it's not <laughs> true. <laughs> Did you watch the Beanie Baby documentary? It was on HBO Max. No, one of, one of the toy store owners, uh, I think it was Dr. Tongues, broke my heart about it. He's like, no, you I think it was him that told me. He's like, oh, did you did you have the Princess Die Bear? You didn't have the one that everyone wants. It's like, no, I did. I had to search <laughs> high low. No. No, you got like the second or third release of it. You didn't get the rare first release. I was like, no, I didn't. He's like, nope, you didn't. One of the things about that documentary that I thought was really cool is that the guy who started that would only sell to small shops when he first started. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. You don't You don't see that anymore, like, especially like anything that gets big, like. Like um, Funko or like something. Fun well, yeah, Funko. We 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 learned a hard lesson from going to Toy Fair that one year. That like we wanted to go see stuff in the Hasbro booth or go see what's going on with Mattel because I'm a huge He-Man fan. I I don't spend enough money to go into the Mattel booth. That was like one of the things like these big toy companies don't. They 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 send stuff off like third parties to deal with us because we're not spending twenty million dollars on something you know. So that's that's one thing I kind of was like. I thought it was kind of cool that he did that with the, the Beanie Babies. He actually went around and he would always sell to small shops. And like, they showed video clips of like the CEO of Toys R Us being like, I don't know why he won't sell to us. We're the biggest toy store. Like, I wish I wish there was more companies that would do that. Well, last I checked, didn't Toys R Us go out of business or I think Macy's acquired them? There's They keep talking about possibly coming back, but we'll see. I mean, that's probably another reason toy stores are, are booming right now. It's a, it's a missing piece of our childhood we can all thank amazon <laughs> thanks amazon <laughs> oh amazon i mean i am guilty i think amazon also just boomed during the pandemic because it's like oh, i need something let me just go on amazon and buy it yeah i mean it, it's convenient yeah. it's or or i never thought i'd order groceries like and finally did it and i was like huh i didn't have to go to the store <laughs> That was interesting. Right? I know. It's like, it's it just, it was a whole new world of acquiring something. Cause I also didn't order groceries online until the pandemic. And then I was like, yeah, ah, this is convenient. I hate how convenient this is. It makes me not want to do it at all. Yeah. 
but I think it's, I think certain stores though you you definitely want to like I think a lot of people missed and our close those two months yeah that first week when we opened back up was crazy like oh yeah like, no 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 missed the interaction even with our restrictions and everything we had people willing to line up and everything for that reopen that's awesome I'm and I'm so thrilled to to also hear that you know, younger kids even were getting annoyed with their electronic devices because they're like, oh, I'm bored. This is all I can do. So it's it's nice to see them getting out and playing and getting off their phones and getting off uh, the television and the game set and the yada, yada, yada. That's awesome as well. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many young kids come in our shop that know like old stuff, that know old stuff. Like they'll come in, like they'll know everything about the old He-Man toys or they'll know about the old mass toys. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, I try to get my son in some of the old stuff. He doesn't care, but he likes <laughs> dinosaurs. But Okay, so he likes dinosaurs. Has he met the land before time collection? I tried. He, he, he It's like he knows like when something's old. <laughs> he just doesn't. Just doesn't well, he does love Godzilla. He does love, yeah. He, but then, you know, they have new properties for Godzilla. But... Yeah, he loves the new ones the most. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the trap is, the Star Wars, it's a trap, is if dad likes it, it must mean it's old. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, he did get into the new He-Man cartoon, the new CG one for kids. So. Oh yeah, that has a, a good toy line, I hear. Yeah, he's he's got. Mo- I've bought him most of those, and he likes those. Um, that's awesome. So what's what's coming up next for you guys? I was continuing to build the web store and. Uh, our our three year birthday. Years. We call it a birthday. Um, is in September. Mazel tov. The I think our next big thing on our mind is we want to put together like an old school like toy show, not with celebrities and all that, but have it just just really based on like toys and maybe you know video games very retro. Nashville has a couple little cons that come come around, but we're we're thinking of making a totally rad one. That's the main thing we're kind of stirring right now nice we won't have like a dj maybe playing like old like 80s tunes and stuff make like a more like a festival yeah we want like food trucks and to make it kind of something you want to hang out a lot of these conventions feel like they rely on celebrities like people just waiting in line to get like celebrity autographs i want to always show and like just see toys that's all i want to see you know nice so that's what we're wanting to do is like make it just old school just Make it cheap for vendors to have tables so they can make money. Make it cheap for people to come in so they'll spend money and get stuff they want, and it's fun. That's awesome. When will this happen again? We're hoping sometime this summer. We haven't set down an exact date because we're still trying to find a venue that'll kind of be cool enough that we that and that'll accommodate everything we want. So we're still we're still working out the details, but it's, we're hoping this summer we can pull it off. That's awesome. You should keep us informed about that. We shall. We're gonna we're gonna reach out to other tour too, see if they want to come down and well like because said, once uh, again Nashville has nothing. <laughs> well, also too, remember Nacelle just opened up their own toy line as well. Yep. Yep. That's exciting. And yeah, they called us about it. Yeah, yeah, we just got a call about it, so we'll we'll probably be carrying that as well. And the passport, I believe, as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. When Brian came in, he hadn't. I was like, so do you need a stamp? And he was like, oh, I haven't got stamped yet. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we were his first stamp. <laughs> so we were his first stamp. But we've sold out. We, we bought a couple sets. Um, so I'm going to need to buy some. I asked about them a lot. That's awesome. 
Yeah, because I saw that he got your stamp. So it's like, up, oh, you've met Brian. Yeah. Can you reveal what he bought? Did he buy anything? He bought what, Computer Warriors. Yeah, computer, a Computer Warriors set. And a G.I. Joe and a couple other things. He, he found some stuff, which I know is rare for him. So I was pretty excited about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nope. Brian also has a, thank God his wife is very, very, very supportive of his toy collection, but I think all of his toy collection has to stay in his office. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, guys. Well, look, as we wrap up, I have uh, a couple more questions for you. Do you guys have a conquest toy that you personally are looking out for right now? I mean, me personally, I would love to have an Eternia. Nice. That's one thing I didn't know existed until I was an adult. And I'm like, Man, I really want one of those. And I've, I've come close to having a couple, but I always miss out on them. So one day. One day. Great. Excellent. LJ? Not really. I I don't have like a, my collection's kind of all over the place anyways. So I don't know. I think, of, well, I guess eventually I would like a life-size ET in my life, even though it's not a retro item. Because I have all my gym dolls from when I was a kid. I have so I couldn't say like a, a men pizzazz or something because I I have mine so there's some vision or scarlet witch I don't have out there, sure nice that's cool that's awesome yeah I saw you were really sad when the life-size ET went to a good home so you were happy for that but you're like oh it's it's gone yeah yeah he was like our mascot for he had our shirt on and yeah but she she came in and she was like in love. It was and then she created a an Instagram for just her and him. And I was like, um, I support this. That's great. That that's awesome. Um, okay, guys, where can the folks at home on the interwebs find you? So we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I say most of the time, just go to totallyradtoys.com it has all of our links to everything and then to shop with us it's shoptrt.com so but our our website hubs everything that any any way you can find us is on there that's great well guys thanks so much for coming on a toy store near you the podcast and make sure to like and subscribe everyone to totally rad toy house and go to totallyradtoyhouse.com toyhouse toyhouse.com i got it look at me i remember things but guys this is bevan and thanks for listening until next time bye guys bye bye thank you mint on a card and loose complete prototypes that are really unique great garlou and me go to this and more at a toy store near you subscribe to us too and like, and comment. Yeah.